This is why I say that hip-hop has done more damage to young African-Americans than racism in recent years. This is my heritage, y'all, I'm inheriting money and power, the mecca, I'm merchants. Tell me something, you motherfuckers can't tell me nothing. I'd rather die than to listen to you. My DNA not for imitation, your DNA an abomination. This how it is when you in the matrix, dodging bullets, reaping what you're sowing, stacking up the footage, living on the go and sleeping in the villa, sipping from a clammy, walking in the building, diamond in the ceiling, marble on the floor, speeches out the window, peeking out the window, baby in the pool, Godfather goes, only Lord knows. I've been going hammer, dodging paparazzi, freaking through the cameras, eating four daughters, Brock wearing sandals, yoga on the Monday, stretching to the van, watching all the snakes. Curving all the fakes, phone never owned, I don't conversate, I don't compromise, I just penetrate, sex, money, murder, these are the breaks, these are the times, level number nine, look up in the so sky, tennis on the way, tennis on the way, tennis on the way, motherfucker, somewhere. I got winners on the way, you ain't shit without a buddy on your belt, you ain't shit without a ticket on your plate, you ain't sick enough to put it on yourself, you, you ain't rich enough to hit the light escape, tell me when destruction gonna be my fate, gonna be a fate, gonna be a fate, peace to the world, let it rotate, sex, money, murder, DNA. You know what I'm saying? Listen, Yo, we back me, at that it. That shit had yeah. me ready to like remix the Migos and be like, "This uh, is the dance of the cucumber." <laughs> oh my! Oh my goodness! Already <laughs> see what time this nigga is about to be on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids of all ages. You already know who it is. Uh, we back once again. Susio boys in the building. Uh, episode 107. You know what I'm saying? Uh, listen, we gonna get right into it. You know what I'm saying? We out here doing it, moving in, grooving. Uh, we got the absolute. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a What's minute! Happening? I'm What's finna happening? get egregious now. I've been picking on white women for like the last two weeks. <laughs> you nigga bitches, is <clears throat> finna get it right now because y'all are on the internet saying that Travis Kelsey fumbled the bag after he left that black woman for uh Taylor Swift. Where y'all don't know fuck? these people. First Why of, are wait, we doing wait, this? Wait, Dre, Dre, chill out, chill out. First of all, where did that nigga fumble the bag? That white woman is worth $700 million. I don't give a damn if you put all the black women in front of me. I'm choosing $700 million. I don't give a fuck how bad you are as a black woman. That white woman has $700 million and she went after a white man. Huh. Like, I don't understand it. Like, how did he fumble the bag if he left a black woman for a rich-ass white woman? Because I'm going to do that every single time. You fumble the bag if you don't go. Like, your woman is, the bitch you left is half naked doing a swimsuit modeling and 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 this, this white woman, Taylor Swift, is 700 M's up. And all she got to do is stand on stage for two hours. Yo, I can't. Wait. I think I he mean, picked the best white bitch he could. Uh, I, I, I don't. In the lottery I picks, don't. That's, I don't. That's I don't uh, think it's in her one. wheelhouse to uh, her dating wheelhouse. But the day that the day that Taylor Swift dates dates a nigga, we're gonna find out how racist her fan base are. Oh, we're gonna, we gonna find out real yeah. fucking quick. I mean, like I said, I don't think I don't think. Uh, oh man, she's, I don't think uh, it's in her wheelhouse. Around, but she used to mess around with Calvin Harris. 
You know what I'm saying? I mean, from what we've seen publicly dating, but again, we don't know these people. Nor I mean, do she we fucks care. with our music. I don't know if she fucks with us, though. <laughs> Listen, we almost, we about to get in the topic off of, like, didn't even do the intros type shit. But for real, I'm with Sloan. Like, come on, man. Y'all have no idea if that girl was a headache. Uh, it was a bunch of other dudes that was like, you don't know any of the things that he had to deal with with this person. And that goes for it anybody. Don't we don't know. To deal with we don't know these people. We he don't. Went from a, he went from a no name broke bitch to the richest uh, pop star in America. I, could, How yes. is that? Is, this is like when niggas were tripping we over about uh, over Russ and Sierra when Russ left that that one donkey looking bitch you, on draft day and got with Sierra. People were always like pe- people could not understand why Sierra I got, would leave future. I got a perfect comparison. With Russ. I got a perfect comparison. Uh, what is it? Well, take away like the dudes, all the shit he had to go through. But Jonathan Majors and Megan Good. Yeah. Right. No name white chick that he was dating that nobody knows. Still nobody uh, knows. Yeah, uh, yeah, right? I don't even know if she's still in the country. Um, And then, like, on the list of black women that he could be with and dating, Megan Good sits at the top in a lot of people's, like, list. So it's the exact same thing. Like, Travis Kelsey, in regards to that, but, like... What are what are y'all doing? Y'all are goofy. Well, you know what's kind of funny though? The cool thing about Megan Good, like you really don't be hearing about her like that. Like she be do, she doing her own thing. She just keeps it. She's unproblematic. She keeps it to herself. You never hear about nonsense with her. Uh, all people that worked with her for the most part have all nothing but good things to say to her. I can understand it. I I can see that. See that's that's at the end of the day. I think that's what a lot of us men want: pain and headache free circumstances and situations and if we really talking about femininity uh i don't even know if i said that fucking word right but um it, why would y'all be sexualizing this black woman and all that she has to offer is just looks i mean let me, let me, if we really talking quiet. about it let me be quiet because man yeah the niggas everything is jokes until you get on their ass about it until you get on their ass about shit. Oh, it's a joke. It's, I'm just doing it for the timeline. No, nigga, don't joke like that. Who? Don't joke like that. Period. Anybody. Anybody. Like, like niggas, niggas be getting off in their ass and they be like, man, I was just joking. Oh, 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 oh. it was a joke. I ain't trying to hear that shit, nigga. I'm not trying to hear that shit. These jokes be too serious. Mm. Yeah. These jokes only come out when it's. It's when only a joke when niggas get their feelings hurt. <laughs> Bro, it's only a joke when like people be trying to hate low-key. Because let me tell y'all something. I'll tell y'all something. And I don't give a fuck if the person who hear this, uh, they know I'm talking about them. But I was working mm-hmm. at the post office. And it was this one skinny white girl. She took this thick black girl's man. How you How you let a real thin white woman take your man and you this big thick black girl and all of that shit and that nigga left you for a bean pole. It's not what you look like, it's what you can do. Right. It's what you offer. Do you offer me peace? Do you offer me security? Or do I got to deal with all your insecurities, baggage, and all that other old shit? Why are we even talking about that? Man, my bad for even bringing this up. <laughs> yeah, we got we to get, get to the hey, intro. Man, we didn't even do the intros yet. <laughs> My bad, it's just... 
Oh, you good, dog? These nigga bitches get on my nerves, man. Let it cook. It's just these nigga bitches get on my nerves. Uh, just because I'm black don't mean I got to date you or I got to date black. Oh, like, oh. half the time, these bitches don't even be dating black. Mm. Don't get, don't be lusting after, it. don't be lusting after other, uh, other, uh, races and nationalities. And then look at us wrong. We date white women and we date outside our race. Bitch, you ain't want us either. Oh, yeah. They'll talk, they'll talk shit about you. Like, and then classify a whole group of people. But if you do it to them, then it's well that was just the individual well wait a minute you Girl. spent the majority of your life on the internet talking about uh a hot like the entire field when literally it's you and your accountability you pick the nigga that you got done dirty by you pick the nigga that that took all your money you pick the nigga that didn't treat you a certain way then y'all materialize the shit and then you wonder why the niggas with absolutely no credibility or character and all they want to win you with is the stupid shit that you set as an expectation y'all bitches do bare minimum shit and then expect to be treated like fucking Jasmine off of Aladdin. Bitch, go play in traffic. Backwards. You know what? I got something for you niggas. We gonna run this shit back. You know what I'm saying? Bob and fucking Weave out here. Cause okay, I'm... let's let's go. Let's, I just want to speak like some. Uh, run like this shit things. back. Shit let's go. 107 and Sucio boys. Out here you got a Bob and Weave. I know all said he proud of me my girl fucked another nigga while we was in love that's why i don't believe a bitch when she said she down for me out here you gotta stick and move even as a baby i was making plays in the womb i sent a women's basketball player hella news i don't give a fuck if it was spirit bitch i got flu it's your drink collab bfb and zach fox i'm fat funny built so don't ask me why my crack out she won't ocean prime but i took the bitch to black rock my uncle mistreated me that nigga smoking crack now when it come to stds whoo i'm the mascot i'm up for hey that's crazy bro I would not have put that in the track. Okay, okay. Oh my goodness. Calm it down, fellas. Listen, uh, y'all got an extra uh, part of some Sushi Boy slant. It, it, shit. That might be something for uh somewhere else. You know what? We giving all this y'all pause. Uh anyways, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if I may introduce to you a man uh, blessed by God, the richest nigga in the South by Southwest. Always dressing in Sunday's best, saying all the wild shit like you just heard with his whole motherfucking chest. Y'all know him, y'all love him. And if I may bring to the stage the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Sloan Kettering, sir, how are you and how do you do? Man, I'm good. You know, I'm just out here chilling, mm. you know, inebriated and educated. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> Mr. Big Homie Sloan Catering, Sky Daddy's favorite, aka Lord of the Sugarfoots. Claude Hammers. Petasaurus Rex, the most dangerous of the Petasaurus. <laughs> the Great Value Zach Fox, the High Chief Petty Maivia, you know, Trody Rose, Dean Trelinko, uh, Trollman Reigns. Uh, shit. Uh, Dab Judah, Dab mm. Jetson. Mm. 
Mm. Uh, and if I got a Dr. Dabber product in my pocket or in my hand, you know, you can call me Latrell Smokewell because we be choking Mr. L1R1XO and I'm up out there jam. If you play Madden with Vic on the cover, my people, you already understand. Touchdown! Mm, mm, mm. And I'm always trying to score. Mm-hmm. Guess what, bitch? <laughs> Yesterday's price is not today's price. <gasps> Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? Love it. Love it. Well, cousin, welcome in. You know what I'm saying? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if I can direct your attention to the black corner. Yeah. All right. Then we're going to get right into it. You go give me a drink. Mm -hmm. Am I the meanest? Sure enough. Am I the prettiest? Sure enough. Am I the baddest? No foe, no down around this town. Sure enough. But who am I? Shogun, who am I? Shogun, I can't hear you. Shogun, Shogun. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. A on the number one Shogun, number one rule in the universe. Protect your neck at all times. Otherwise, I come through with the back chicken, if you know what I mean. Uh, listen, one punch man with a tan next to you. Stand liquor stand. If you was outside for the 99 and the 2000, you would already understand. I was out here bagging aunties on accident. I apologize in advance. Sorry, not sorry. You know what I'm saying? Let's Pablo Baldini slide tackling niggas into the fourth row. Listen, sir, I got all ball. You don't even need to make a call. You know what I'm saying? Pele with the AK letting that whole thing spray from outside the 18, if you know what I mean. Uh, like to put them shots in the upper 90 because that's where I like to place them bitches. Double entendre, don't ask me how I did it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Master Bruce with the bubble goose letting all this shit get loose. Nunchucks, back pocket. Don't make me pull them. You're going to have to pop lock and drop it. Uh, listen, it's your boy, the Shogun Swashbuckler of the High Trees, Captain Jack Spare No Hose. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Petty Gordo on the beach with Master Screech. Uh, shit. You know what? Petty Pie May, I don't play. Uh, practicing all disciplines, Petty. Um, and y'all know him, y'all love him, ladies and gentlemen. I am the reigning, the undisputed. 333-time petyweight champion of all that I survey. Universal, you dig? Uh, it's your boy, Petty Guerrero. DJ hit my motherfucking drop. <laughs> All right, then, listen, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, uh, if I might introduce to you, uh, in the white corner, we have the destroyer of dairy, the sultan of saltines. We got a man that always likes to put almond milk in his almond joys, uh, uh, this has now become the favorite part of the Sushio Boys intros. Uh, we apologize, uh, Marty. You have been uh, stepped off to the side. Ladies and gentlemen, if I may introduce to y'all a man that needs no introduction, but he going to get one any fucking way. Uh, host of uh, two of the episode or shows on the CDB Multimedia, CDB Network, uh, Dre Lax Podcast, 
and also the Aim High podcast. But when he gets here, he gets egregious, and he will always be the most egregious nigga on the internet. Yes, sir. Uncle Ruckus, uh, you would make him proud, I tell you what. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we got Dr. Dre Doom in the building, sir. How are you? Welcome. Yes, sir. Come yes, sir. Here. Yes, sir. It's the starting milk guard of the cream team. Draymond oh, Cream shit. is in the building. Milky Guerrero. Leche World Order. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the <laughs> prince of pasteurization. Yeah, they call me Milky Legendary Super Saiyan. Uh-huh. I am Ash Milkum. Gotta milk them all. The quad father. Up truck daddy. Darko day Milko. The squat Sultan. Milk now. Milk forever. Don't you dare be sour. Drizzy Lax is here to bring the milk hour. You already know. Heavy Lax and the boys. And last but not least, I am the Milk Zert of Oz. Oh, wow. No, he did not. You know what? <laughs> what did you say, nigga? Did he hit him with the uh, Prince of Pasteurization, though? Did. He did. He did. Oh, my goodness. Yo, the Milk Cert of Oz is a great one. The, the Milk Cert of I Oz. I also called myself the starting milk guard of the cream team. Nigga. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days we're gonna get we're gonna that. Get yo, watch, days. watch like uh some almond milk company come out of left field. You know what? Uh, we love what you're doing. <laughs> the oat milk brands are like, we really uh, want, we really want to help elevate your podcast. Listen, you ever tried goat's milk? <laughs> what? That shit uh, gets you right. <laughs> the legendary <laughs> Super Saiyan uh, is crazy. Listen, we know this is an adults-only podcast, but have you ever seen the uh, effects of uh, goat's milk to, uh, you know, your specimen? Like, wait a minute. This that nigga started. The, the leche dairy. <laughs> Super Saiyan. That is crazy. That is absolutely <laughs> insane. Uh, fellas, it's good to see you. Welcome back. How are you? How do y'all do? Sloan, how was your weekend, sir? Uh, my weekend was uh, it was cool, man. You know, uh, the homie Fam 79 was in town. Mm, so, mm. oh, shit. Let me, y'all can't even see what I'm saying. The uh, homie Fam 79 was in town. We went out this weekend, uh, hung out with him and his wife a few mm-hmm. nights. Uh, basically, uh, shit, I did drugs and drink i you know what i was surprised to see you out on bourbon street uh after dark yeah you know that's my rule i violated my rule for my man's he came to town so uh they want to go to bourbon street and i told him like i only go during the day but uh <laughs> they went around like five six o'clock so i had slid out there to meet him mm-hmm. but uh it, it did get a little dark out there before it got uh good and dark i was gone <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will get the fuck up out for Bourbon Street in a heartbeat. Uh, don't stay in the French Quarter. Uh, man. Dude, you got to kick it with us, man. You got to kick it all, nigga. I'm finna go home, bye. <laughs> well, sir, it's I'm I'm very glad that you uh had a good weekend with uh Fam. Shout out to Fam uh for coming through um and kicking it with, you know, Cuzzo. Dre, how are you, sir? How was your weekend? Uh, you know, busy. Uh, 
families in town uh, for the funeral. So, you know, unfortunate circumstances bringing everybody together. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, that was cool. Uh, it was good. Nice. Just nice to see everybody get that kind of like time to spend with everybody. Um, the Archers won the PLL championship. So you're those of y'all that listen to the Draylax podcast, uh, you're going to um, hear me uh, in my absolute bag because I've been waiting for this day for yo, five years. Absolute. Five like, years. I honestly... Just, it it made me real happy. So like my my uh my my grandparents have always supported my lacrosse endeavors, and mm -hmm. so the the archers was one of the the as team I, I was a fan of, and I was looking at lacrosse one time with my with my uh, grandpa, and he was like, "Oh, look at them! He's like the same color as the Broncos," and I was like, "Yes, this is the archers," uh, and so you know that was the team that he that he always enjoyed, and so them winning, I was like. He'd have loved this. Wow. Have, well, you know, since it. uh since the Denver Broncos got their backs blown in by the 70 to 20, and Vance Joseph still has a job. You cannot lose 70 to 20, and you as the fuck ass defensive coordinator do not get fired. You bald fuck. I'm uh, so crazy. pissed. Wow, why did you look like a did... fucking milk dud? And Yo. he still has a job. Wow. He looked, what he looked like What's he looked the... like emaciated little Bill. And What's he still has a bald nigga slander, my nigga. Oh no, I love my bald niggas, but like still, <laughs> but still, I, I just it was the first thing I could think of when I when I thought you of Vance feel Joseph. Good. <laughs> Bowling ball like God. <laughs> I swear to God. But uh fuck Vance Joseph. And I can't. And last time I tweeted, fuck Vance Joseph, didn't even mention him, but I tweeted, fuck Vance Joseph. John Elway blocked me uh, on Twitter. Fuck John uh, Elway. But anyway, uh, nonetheless, yo, uh, minus minus CU getting stomped out by Oregon, which was expected, uh, and the Broncos uh, just not showing up to work. Yo, uh, the whole state of Colorado <laughs> just got bodied this weekend. That's crazy. It was a cool, it was a cool weekend, nonetheless, you know. Man, well, love to hear it. Love to hear it, brother. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I didn't really do shit this weekend. Uh, about to go back to work, um, because I'm cleared. So that's pretty much been the gist of it. Um, you know, uh, also too, um, got a chance to uh, meet up with Mike this week, um, or this weekend, and uh, we are recording a special project for a little girl. Um, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited for this. So, um, you know, really just a uh, uh, shout out to my boy uh Kyle um who's helping me with the project and like some of the editing. Um not our Kyle, but uh Kyle Cam, a uh, good buddy of mine with Framework Features. So, he's helping me with the editing. But y'all doing even... it in person? Um already done. So, we've oh, already shit. shot everything. Now it's just on edit and I did pretty much all of it on my phone. So, um yeah i can't i can't wait until it, it drops and and shout out to mike shout out to uh yes. jimmy calhoun as well yes shout out um, to the real yeah. mike deal he's yeah. the real deal that's what i that's uh, what i told him I, that's what i started calling him when we were in bro. orlando i called him the real deal i'm i'm <laughs> telling you man uh mike is such a, a good dude a genuine dude and um it, it's funny because like my kids were there as well and he's <laughs> running around with like all these kids and he's like you know what do you need from me like what do you i was like bro this is it like we got it like and everybody's just like 
wait, what with your phone? Are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I <laughs> know I... exactly what I need. Am I like, so I had already had everything planned out pretty much on the shot. And mm -hmm. I think we were able to get everything done probably in about 45 minutes. Uh, when yeah. I think of the term, the phrase excellence in excellence in all you do, uh, Mike is the first person that like comes to mind because like whatever it is that's going on, he just wants it to be as executed to the best as, as it possibly can. Like I had to assure him during the strongman competition, like, cause he was feeling like he wasn't sure if he was meeting everybody's like needs or if everybody's having a good time or if I was enjoying it. I was like, dude, right. It's been great. I'm like, you're, I'm like, dude, you're, you, you gotta chill. Like you're no, you're, and, you're doing and that's great. the thing too, is like, I didn't realize how much like input he had on the adaptive side. Right. Mm -hmm. So not only is he like, a, uh, does he compete, but you know, we sat down a little bit. Um, I think it was like Friday and, mm -hmm. uh, he was working and we just sat and we were chatting and just the amount of things that he is, that he was involved in that weekend aside from participating but also making sure that like all of the adaptive athletes have everything that they need um so that the competition runs smoothly so i completely like they changed understand. the whole event like they take they changed so many things about a whole event just so everybody could do it because he That's was like right. he was like we have to fi fix this he's like he's like this person is gonna like have a hard time getting it done da, 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 da. and they, they just switch certain things around it was it, it like I have a, I had a newfound respect for all the athletes that competed, but especially of Mike, just because like, uh, as someone that is a like a trainer, it is really hard training for a competition to compete while also being a trainer. Just like I'm sure it's hard to help run a competition smoothly while you're competing in that same competition. Like it's yeah. So, and and what's crazy, I think he's got one coming up too. I don't I don't remember mm -hmm. where the competition I think, is. I, I don't know. I'm not sure if he's going to the uh world's strongest firefighters one that's in Columbus. I'm not sure if he's going to that. Um yeah, shout out to again. If you get a chance, go back and listen to uh the aim high episode with Mike Deal. Mm -hmm. Um, and you'll really get a, a like at least a glimpse of how involved this man is in like strongman comps but also with like adaptive athletes and wanting to help so uh long story less long we are trying to uh we're working on a project where we're trying to raise some money for a young lady a little girl who um you know she's an amputee but she wants to play uh soccer so um unfortunately her insurance won't cover the specific um prosthetic that'll allow her to play the sport um so when she does play it she's playing in like a regular prosthetic and it you could see as she was playing and she was still like out there just kicking ass man um but uh that that project is uh on its way so i'm super excited to be a part of that but we're getting long in the two fellas. I got a couple topics for you. Um, I'm, you oh, know, you said we're getting long in the two. I was like, damn, already it's over. All right, guys. We'll holler at you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I guess we're wrapping up. Oh, this, uh, 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 this has been another episode. No, I'm kidding. All right. So um, all throughout the weekend, while having good conversation with people, also um, you realize some of the conversations that you have with people that maybe stay in the same place. Um, you see that your alignment's off. So, uh, the topic is like unprocessed trauma. Now, I got a couple questions for you. Like, number one, 
um, not necessarily directed towards you, but maybe in instances where you've had conversations with people and you see that there's unprocessed trauma. Uh, first things first, who is responsible for that trauma? And I, I will then ask the second question because I think this is just as important. Like, for instance, um, if someone comes to you and let's say they want to vent or anything like that, then does that should that now become your responsibility? And if it does become your responsibility, are you valid in offering a solution? Huh? Hmm. So, for instance, I so know. It's, so, is it like? Are you? Are, let me let me make sure I'm understanding this right. So, um, is it one of those things where, like, if somebody is just talking to you about something that's like been on their mind or that's been weighing them down, and they're like unintentionally, somebody's going through dumping, it. Somebody's going through it, and they've talked to you enough times to where you've maybe listened, and when you provide some type of uh, input or uh, I guess point point of view from a secondary perspective, then they take it as a slight. So in that aspect is the responsibility yours or should it just only remain theirs and you're just, they're supposed to listen or you can't give any advice in that situation. Well, when it's one of my, when it's one of my friends coming to me about something that like has been bothering them, like a frequent issue and stuff like that, uh, depending on the seriousness of it, I usually like to ask, "Hey, am I listening, or am mm-hmm. I giving like my my POV on the situation, or my take, or what like any advice?" That way, like off the rip, I know what's going into it. So, like, if I'm just listening, I just listen until they ask me like what they think. But if you if you put me in a position where you say, "Hey, I can give you feedback," or "Hey, you want to know my thoughts." I'll give you my thoughts. I'll try to put it as I'm not going to sugarcoat shit, but I'll put it as like constructively as possible. Like I'm not going to be out here and be like, Hey man, you're a fucking loser or some shit like that. I'm going to be like, Hey, so here's what I would do in your situation or okay. Uh, one of the first things I do when somebody's coming to me with something, I, I make sure that they don't feel that their feelings don't feel invalidated because you know, no one likes when their when their emotions or their way of thinking feels like invalidated. Got like, you. I I I now that's uh, now obviously that's within reason. So like obviously I go, hey, that's I can understand how you would feel that way. That's the first thing I say because for some reason when you use the phrase, hey, I completely understand, or hey, I can understand, people just their their walls, their little defensive walls, just usually go down. And so I always just say, hey, I I can understand how you can feel that way. And then I try to usually uh, play devil's advocate. I like to go like, okay, but on the flip side, do you feel like they saw it this way or that they took it this way? Or was there something that could have mitigated this from happening? Stuff like that. Got you. Sloan, does that maybe add some clarity to the question a little bit? Nope. Okay. I'm still lost. All right. So <laughs> let me play Let me place it like this. Um, if their auto response maybe comes off – as defensive um if in that regard is that responsibility theirs like their autoimmune right so that unprocessed trauma when they come to you like should you bear that responsibility and take it as a slight or do you understand like hey you need to take ownership of that 
response because I can't give you I can't give you the the right constructive criticism that'll help you in this situation. Otherwise, you just want me to listen to you. Basically, I'm posing. Yeah, I'm I'm just posing it to where it's like some people will come to you to ask for advice, but it's more like they want you to sound barrier to them. That's what most people want is you to sound barrier for them and just tell them they're right. People love echo chambers. <laughs> so in that regard, isn't isn't that like you're taking on a responsibility, but you're you're adding to more trauma. It it's more of it's more of one of those things where like a lot of times, a lot of times folks have a decision like like so it, okay, let's let's put it like this. Say for example, your friend goes like like your friend wants to buy this fucking charger or this dodge cha- or this fucking challenger mm-hmm. and they go to you and they go hey should i get this like challenge should i get this car like like xyz give you all their reasons and you give them the validation they're looking for and you're like oh yeah you should totally get that they were already wanting to get this car they were just looking for you to confirm what they wanted to do so then they mm-hmm. felt more confident in making that decision right so it's almost and that's that's maybe where i'm placing it i'm trying to be as discreet and dance around this as much as possible so my apologies if i'm not articulating this as as well as i should um but it, it i i feel like it you're you bear some responsibility if you enable at least if I am not the person that's venting, but I'm the person that is being vented to, and I don't, this person venting to me only wants me to resent, like, basically just resonate how they feel and validate that, of course. But it's like, I know that something's not getting fixed. So I feel like I bear some responsibility that I'm doing them a disservice as as a friend to them. And for real, I can't. So like as we were having the conversation cuz y'all know I was going off. Um it, it was just like I'm I can't be polite about this, but I'm trying to explain this in the most polite way possible. Have y'all ever run into that situation? It sounds like you might have. Um if so, when was what was your ultimate like final straw of like all right, fuck it. Um, okay, so we've all had, we've all had that friend that is just in the, the most shitty, well, from the outside perspective, from the most, it's the most shitty relationship. Like you see them in this relationship. They're always complaining about this person. They're always talking about like, they only, you only ever hear the bad shit. You never hear any good shit from the person. So you Mm -hmm. only ever hear the bad shit and you're sitting here and after like, a few times or like months of this going on, you're like, why are you still with this person? Like leave. And, but like, and like, it gets to a point where like, they just keep like coming to you about, about this person and just talking about how like they don't get treated right. They don't, they're, they're shitty or like whatever. And at a certain point, you're just like wanting to be like, dude, either y'all break up or I don't want to hear this shit anymore. Cause this is, this is like time one fifty of me hearing about how homegirl don't like text you back or doesn't communicate well, or how dude's mom don't like you. And that's putting a strain on your relationship or some shit. Like it's, it's, it's shit like that. 
I like that callback too, because uh, that was a callback from an older episode where Sloan was saying that, like, a lot of times, especially in maybe uh, female peer groups, um, a guy is more than likely the or the friends group is more than likely only hearing negative things. Mm-hmm. So you know what I'm saying, foreshadowing Sloan. I like how you did that, like fucking ten episodes ago, my nigga. That's crazy. <laughs> Uh, how the hell did you know we was always going to be out here and having to give terrible fucking relationship advice? Um, all right. So I think that pretty much just kind of covers where I was at mentally. Listen, um, again, to said friend, I can't take any more. Uh, I got too much shit to do. And to be quite honest, yeah, who gives a fuck? But, like, but, but in terms of, uh, in terms of your original question, when it said, who was responsible for your for your uh trauma i i think that that answer has two two folds okay um because it it it's one of those things where, okay so for me i would say um i i wouldn't say i have like trauma trauma per se but i have like responses rooted in in trauma or an experience uh, or yeah. experience but I also know that the people I encounter throughout my day-to-day life are not responsible for any of those like trauma alarms or responses going on. It's also my responsibility to do the work and work through it so that I can grow as a person. Because if you sit here and you're like, oh, my dad wasn't in my life, that's why I don't know how to tie a tie. I, I say this because I've I've literally said this because I that's exactly me. But you don't take effort to learn how to tie a tie. You can't sit here and just blame your dad for not being around because you don't know how to fucking tie a tie. Okay, so you already you already beat my question, but it's uh so do you so basically is it after a certain point if you don't do anything with it now you bear the weight of the responsibility well, of the I, trauma well, when when you're when you're an adult because like as a kid you don't have much control of damn near anything. You are in situations that life or your parents place you in. And, you know, you like, again, hindsight's 2020. I like to believe the best in people. And I would like to believe that most parents that are actually are actually trying their best to do right by their kids. I would like to believe it, whether I know it's not always the case. And so, I feel like, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty with that one. But as kids, whatever trauma your parents left you with, yeah, you can definitely tell them, like, when, once you're able at a at an age where you can articulate your feelings better, because I know kids are, it's very hard for kids to advocate for themselves. But once you're older and you can advocate for yourself, it's completely fine to sit down with your parents or even just when something comes up, talk to your parents and be like, hey, XYZ affected me in the following ways. And these are some things that i uh like deal with now i'm not saying this to uh like put you responsible or hold hold the blame for you but i'm just letting you know how this is because this is part of my healing journey all right new scenario uh let's say there's a person x and person y person x and y are in a relationship Mm -hmm. um person x treats person y terrible Mm -hmm. um and they have a long relationship, but then after a certain point, person Y starts to find uh, partners similar to person X. 
right? So let's say it's a young lady. She has a bad experience in a relationship with a guy, but after a certain point, it's maybe, is it like traumatic response on her part that she starts to find similar guys that she is in relationships with? I'm going to let Sloan go first because I have a, I have a theory about like when it comes to like dating and relationships, like it's actually a fun theory, but I'm gonna let Sloan go first. Bitch, go to therapy. <laughs> That's all I got for you, Chief. Bitch, go to therapy because you're gonna continuously pick the wrong person until you figure out why you're picking the wrong person. Oh, so bitch, go to therapy, heal first. Bitch, go to therapy. Oh, damn, we need to put that on shirts. That should be the episode title, Bitch, Go to Therapy. Yeah. Got it. That's it. Therapy, heal first, and then you can go from there. You just can't be out here living it up and trying to go from one failed relationship to the next without taking time out to figure out why these relationships keep failing. And you want to know the common denominator in all those relationships? You. You, bitch. <laughs> and your failures. Hayachingaway. Uh, I was about to say, um, so I was telling one of my, I was telling one of my friends, uh, while we were at the gym together, I was like, I have a theory that until you get to the point where you like find the person that you're just with uh, permanently, I strongly believe that every person you uh, get involved with lead up until the point where you find your like forever person or whatever is a reflection of the first person you dated. And what I mean by that is the, as you move on from that first relationship and you go on further down your little relationship journey, the people you date afterwards have less of the negative and less desirable qualities that that first person had. And they just, and you basically get a more and more upgraded version. The personalities are going to be different and the goals and the other things will be different. But if you look at all the people you've dated in your life up until the point with the person that you're currently with and stuff and you think about the qualities or the personality traits and stuff you'll you'll find a lot of similarities mm. i mean i had to tell her i was like girl you were not into your ex-boyfriend you were into a reflection of your previous ex because that's what i had to tell her oh. i was like you were not into that man you were into a reflection uh what about if like um you have someone that dates that tries to date opposite of what they've what they have in the past and they know this is what they need mm -hmm. or something like that but they cause chaos have are I those ripple effects <laughs> have i ever told you about how people how people that are used to uh being treated like shit in relationships the biggest thing that they don't know how to handle is when someone is genuinely caring and like is actually like treats them how like with some like a semblance of decency and they like don't know how to handle it and so what they do is they they like self-destruct that relationship because they are they just don't know how to handle that like that's not something they're used to got it so ultimately, that's where a person has to take over the responsibility of whatever trauma be has befallen them before. Like, even if they were in whatever case uh, in that relationship, it didn't work out or whatever. 
their automatic autoimmune response is to sabotage anything that doesn't feel like that. Mm-hmm. Cause so they're like, they now- they're like this, it's one of those, this is too good to be true things. Like they just, they're waiting for the punchline, but like, there is no punchline. This person actually is like decent. And like you're, you're used to being put kicked like Randy Orton in Oh nine. And now that you're being treated nicely, you're just like, wait, I missed the putt kicks. I need this. <laughs> like, oh, wow. What's the, you know, the meme of the little white kid where he's like, wow. Yeah. This is amazing. Yeah. Like, uh, you on the, this the meme of the chick on the bike. And then all of a sudden she stick a stick through the, the stick uh, there. Spokes. And she's like, oh, and she's like, darn it. And she blames what she blames. What, oh. what men made me do. <laughs> the fuck? Dude, it's, it's like I always say. If it wasn't for therapy and a great therapist, I would not be the person that I am today. Uh, I had to work through a lot of shit to get to how I am now. Marijuana. Marijuana, marijuana. actually. It, it helped me a lot. Uh, it still fucks some of these niggas out here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. But it's weird because we ultimately got to where the common denominator came from so where this original topic came from all right so let's move on we got uh more to it and speaking of speaking of relationships right uh fellas got a question for y'all um this one comes by way of keys this is a two-parter as well first Jesus. Before, you know what i'm saying keys a shout out to my man Jesus. uh Shout out to the um, sponsors. I don't, I don't think we shouted them out. We, we didn't. We did not. Not yet. You know what I'm saying? Shout, shout out, out Dr. 710 Labs. Yup. Shout out Dr. Dabber. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Bel Air Champagne. My guy. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Sexual Chocolate Factory. And uh, also, shout, yeah, shout out to Grogan Inc. Sorry, my ankle is uh, swelling less, but it's now become itchy because of all the ice around it. All right. Anyway, shout out to the listeners. We couldn't do this without y'all. Hey, straight up and down. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, on a pogo stick. Uh, pause. <laughs> I don't know. Everything is pause worthy. Uh, anyway, fellas. All right, Magic Mike. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Uh, Listen, uh, old Dirty Locksmith, shout out to him for uh, getting us this two-part question. Anyways, this is how it goes. Uh, first and foremost, first question, do standards change as you get older? I'm assuming this has to do with uh, relationships because the second question that he asks is, do you settle for anything? What uh, or like, do you settle for what you can get? In, in what aspect of relationships or just life? Sir, you can spin that however you want to. So? Well, he had a thought, so I was ready. Uh, yes, uh, your... Let me scoot up to the microphone. Oh, yes, your uh, um, standards change. And, as you uh, yeah, As they should. I mean, yeah. if you still got the same standards as you did when you were 16 at 36 you got a problem if you still got the same standards at 30 at 56 as you did at 30 at 36 we still have a problem because that means you're not growing uh the second part of that question can you repeat that sir yes i can uh so do you settle for anything um or uh what you can get or settle for what you can get 
like in essence, basically just settling for what you can get. I think you reworded. I think way. most people settle. Oh, elaborate if you can. Because uh, your mate might have eight or seven out of the ten things you're looking for. So you settle for the seven out of the eight, mm-hmm. ten things you're looking for because you're realistically knowing that you're not going to find a person that has everything that you're looking for. You know, This is I'm also saying? known as the 80-20 rule. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah. Yep. Well, so is it more so instead of compromising, which I think a lot of people uh, misunderstand is like, they assume that their standards have to drop off in some way, shape, or form. Compromise isn't even a bad term. We saying it like it's a bad term. I mean, the word like one of the greatest compromises what gave is was uh is what started to give us rights. <laughs> well, that's that's ultimately, especially for us three men in this conversation. Um, the, a lot of times it, people are saying, which you know, Sloan, shout out to you, happy wife, happy life. I don't Whereas, say that shit. No, that thing's bullshit. No, no, no. I know you no. don't say it. But <laughs> what I'm what I'm merely saying is a the, lot the, of people. The societal phrase, yes. Societal phrase is happy wife, happy life. Whereas it's happy spouse, happy house from your perspective. And mm-hmm. and I think a lot more that women are unpacking that word compromise as if or like submission or do 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 as you have to take a step back and be less, right? Or you have to like stand behind rather than like stand beside. See, there was there was one there was one lady, and I would love to play the clip if I could find it. I can't find it right now, but she was talking about how a lot of people uh, go and operate on like marriage with this idea that marriage is 50-50. and she's like, it's really not. She's like, some days you got seventy and your partner got thirty. Some days right. you got 60, they got 40. And then some days, like, like, you know, it's give and take. It's like a, it's like a, I always got taught the 80-20 rule is the most undefeated rule of life because in life, you're never gonna find a hundred percent of what you need and what you're looking for. You are at most gonna get 80% of what is your ideal scenario. And you know what? That is okay because if you got Everything, it would be perfect. And nothing in life is perfect. It's a fucked up world we live in. Do y'all think that some people's expectations... uh, Way too damn high. Like the rent. I was going to say, you think their expectations actually weigh down their growth? I I think at a... I think it depends on what stage in life the person is at. And also, kind of their upbringing. Because if you look at it, a lot of the... A lot of people that have had a a sheltered life or like a uh, conflict uh, absent life are oftentimes some sheltered ass people where they just they they view the world through these rose colored glasses and trying to get them to see reality for what it is, is often very difficult. And same thing with emotionally immature people, they people that like. You know that phrase, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. You can you can tell somebody all what they need to do that's going to make them a functional adult, but if they don't want to do it, they don't want to do it. It's not going to happen. And I, you just can't hold yourself responsible for that. 
I was going to say, too, so let's flip this and not just make it relationship, but in regards to like standard of living. So Sloan's quote, um, if if you're familiar with it, actually, um, he's quoting Big, Muhammad. Better Ali. white bitches. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't bad. think Muhammad Ali said that. <laughs> but he's quoting Muhammad Ali, right? Like if you live the same life as a man, it, you know, in your 40s, as you did as a man in his 20s, then. You, you have wasted years. You know what I'm saying? So um, in that aspect, in regards to like quality of life, I think, um, you know, it, accountability and ability to reflect on what is honestly happening. Right. And take accountability for like your own actions in that standard of living. Then once you do that, you will actually start to see growth you know, happen and, and then your standard of living can increase. Right. So, um, you know, be a bit open here is like, there were a lot of things that I was wanting to do in regards to, you know, where we're at now, where we're network, um, we are dropping content, you know, on a, uh, daily basis, um, things like that. But again, I wasn't doing the actual, like I wasn't putting forth enough effort. So, after a certain point of like bullshitting around and it was a couple of years in some cases on, it's like trying to find the right thing. But at a certain point it's like, okay, like, let me take a step back. Try not to just exceed my fucking, like my expectations are here, but my effort is like here. And it was like, take a look. What do you got to look at? How can you get from here and take a step here to take a step in quality? And you know, maybe applying that to life professionally, like people all the time. And I know Sloan, I know Dre, y'all can attest to this. And as I've gotten older, um, you know, having conversation with people about like wh what I do and where I'm at professionally. Hey, I'm not going to stay at a job that if I don't like what I'm getting paid, I'm going to keep looking like, you know, getting in like TikTok lives and all this shit. Um, obviously, Sloan and I are become more present in that um, on TikTok. Um, you know, Susio 217, uh, Susio Sloan 217. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you go follow, uh, Ahun the Shogun on, uh, TikTok, uh, type shit. Um, but no, it, it's like people's accountability or like they're fucking blind is, is like out the window, even though they say they want these things. But in the back end, it's like they have nothing in their own foundation to offer for them to be able to get that. So it's like you expect these standards where your quality as a human being is trash, right? Well, I need a nigga to do this. I need a nigga to pay for this. I need a nigga to do ah, ah, ah. So you get shithead niggas that only hear what you say you need them to do. Therefore, they bag you on bare men's. And your quality of life suffers. After a certain point, like the shit can only stretch so far. That's what I see. Maybe that's just my standard point of view as I got like, nigga, I turned 40 and I'm like, I, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm cool. I just want to be at peace. I'm happy. I want to help as many people as possible. Okay, bye. And then line my pockets sometimes. That's it. I think that a lot of folks are just on some fuck shit and 
Ah, whatever. Uh, you know what? Let's change it up. I got a speedball for y'all. Uh, wait a minute. Hold on. Not not cocaine. Uh, yeah, apologize. Um, anyways, let's change up the pace, fellers. Got a question for you. What's the easiest you gave it up? I gave it up off of what you're doing. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you. That you up text back in the day. Shit, bitch, the door unlocked. What's up? Uh, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna even, I don't need no woman to be fancy and sweep me off my feet. Nigga, just ask if I'm up. Yo, I I don't want to sell my nigga Jermaine because when I text this shit to group chat, you niggas have me crying. But I'm gonna sell my nigga Jermaine. <laughs> oh damn! This nigga text when uh, now this is past, so I don't know what's happening. This is this is long time ago, uh, way back in the day. Um, he was like went on one day and told her I needed a hug. She invited me over, fixed me a drink, then asked me, uh, have I washed my hands because she needed to uh she needed to know if they were clean before they go on her <laughs> next thing I know, she ate boneless kids. Sir, sir. <laughs> hey, yo, boneless kids is super flagrant, but yo, yo. Uh, Yo, <laughs> Dre was sure. Oh, it was the boneless kids word that got me because <laughs> it made me. Hold on, the... <laughs> that's yo, <laughs> yeah. the boneless kids part made me think. Of, hold on, hold on, yo, hold on. because you're gonna sit there and think about it like, oh, kids would know. Oh, that's what it made me. Think. <laughs> you're welcome oh once again. Sloan provides with boneless kids. <laughs> Nah, but, uh, uh, what you, oh, so the easiest navigator. Okay, well, listen, I was I was out there back in the days. Um, uh, let's see. So there was this time where um, uh, <laughs> it's crazy. I'm still I'm still like not like friends, but we're still like we follow each other on social media. So. Oh, nigga, but, you uh, about to end blood any- like mafia <laughs> jumping. <laughs> but anyways, um. We was we was kicking it after school. Me and this one girl when I was still in high school. We were hanging out after school, and we realized no, like not a lot of people were in the school because everybody else was down in the theater doing the little theater rehearsal, and uh, she was sneaking away from the theater rehearsal. She was supposed to be rehearsing her lines, but she ended up rehearsing something else. <laughs> but anyway, um, <laughs> she she said so she nice. she was curious as to what the boys' bathroom looked like, and I was like, well, there ain't much in there, and so she just walks in there. I walk in there. And she's like, huh, this is crazy. And I was like, yeah. She's like, you want to fuck in the stall? And I was like, what? <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> and and yes, that I did. That was not, hey. it did not take much convincing at all. <laughs> Listen, I have Yo. always been the, kit, the the super Kit Kat bar that everybody wants a piece of. Yo, beating down a milk maiden in a dookie. <laughs> in no, a- no, no. This one was Latina. <laughs> this one was spicy. Oh, yo. That's crazy. Uh uh uh, chicken wrap supreme is uh, little doing it, little little bit, little bit, little uh, she was a bi- biracial, so she was a little uh, a little bit of milk sriracha. Oh my god, yo, making a crunch wrap supreme in a fucking <laughs> stall is crazy. Uh, but I'm not gonna hold you. Uh, 
<laughs> this is when a nigga was down. <laughs> but also, you know what I'm saying? I didn't give a fuck. Uh, and I, I ain't too bad to beg. Uh, I didn't beg. She paid me a compliment and offered me a cheeseburger. And I was like, uh, would you like some dick? <laughs> and she got it. So, you know what I'm saying? I, I Man, traded it for a cheeseburger. Yeah, sir, a burger was a fucking... It was delicious. Number one. Number two, she had some fire cat. And uh, number three, she made me feel special. I love it for you. You're doing it. You amazing. know what I'm saying? Listen, uh, ladies, <laughs> all you got to do is just pay him a compliment. Say, what are you doing? Uh, he's going to get aroused. He's going to get excited for that. That's only if he likes shorts with your ass hanging out. Uh, Ah, okay. (laughs) Now, if you're one of them night fighters that'd be like, What you doing later on at night? I'll be like, Beat my dick and go to sleep. Crazy. Because you know, when the the cute girl be like, What you doing tonight? And you'd be like, You, if you act right, you know, that's the the one you see. That's the one you send the cute, the cute girl. That ugly girl, you tell that bitch the truth. Like, Listen, girl. man, I'm going to tell you this. Yeah, there, there I'm going to beat my dick and go to sleep. <laughs> well, you don't have to beat your dick alone. Yeah, I do. Yo. Hey, yo. Underrated calling card is, you know, when they when they walk by with the shorts and uh, you, the, the it's Cheek City because the cheeks are hanging out and you like, hmm. All right. Uh, my interest game on. Let's see. So, is it? Would you prefer easier conquest or like if you had to chase? I ain't it? trying to work for it. Ah, now if I, I need to go back it, in time and tell senior year me to stop wasting this time wait, waiting, waiting on a not gonna mention her name, but like wait, waiting and yo. Spent all that time waiting. Spent all that time uh Reggie Bush Heisman Heisman and other 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 chicks away. God damn. That was damn. a that, that person was a mid kisser. She was oh, a mid kisser. Damn, that's crazy. Mid kisser. Uh, what's the uh let's let's uh flip the scenario. What's the hardest you made her uh work for it? I got a PS3 out the gifts, out, out the thing. Dre. <laughs> hey, I'm not mad at it, bro. Nah, I, uh, and guess it. what she didn't get? What? Penis. Oh. That was uh Did you ever? Let's see. Let's hang see. On, hang but, on, Dre. Oh, you never closed and she all right. Never even uh, tried. I'm talking about one that you close with. Oh, What's I thought. That? Look, nigga, I'm the prize. <laughs> you said what was the, the most most I made her wait? I mean, most I made her do. I got a PS3 out the situation. Uh I didn't. A woman financed my PS2 and three. Same woman. Nah. Oh, I was about to be like, no, you goaded, bro. Like nah. moving up next gen console evolutions is crazy. Um, actually, I don't even know if that's considered next gen console. But anyways, uh Dre, what about yourself, sir? Uh 
toughest you made them uh, work Oof. you put out. Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, what is the most egregious uh, line I've ever put out to, no, nigga. to get that to nigga, happen? Listen, okay. just because you're trying to get your uh, wild salt and saltine uh, <laughs> punchlines off, uh, relax, chief. Uh, but what's the, uh, what's the, uh, the oh, well, um, the hardest someone there had to work was uh, paying for the uh, paying for the uh, fuzzies taco dinner before I uh, smashed her out while her husband watched in the corner, sir, 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 sir. What? Oh, you ain't never, <laughs> I forgot I never told this story on air. Oh, god. <laughs> Yeah, nigga, what we doing? What we doing? Hey, yo! All right, so, yo, uh, all right. So I'm at, I'm at Fuzzy's Tacos. Meet up with this, with this, this one. Uh, like, like I ended up like meeting and uh, getting to know this one couple, and um, you know, uh, after like a couple of them Fuzzy's margaritas and Fuzzy Tacos margaritas, because. Them shits hit. You they hit like they hit like a taco. they hit like a Thanos punch. But uh, anyway, I had two of them joints, and yeah, they uh, uh, husband just told me that he really likes watching people have sex, and uh, just like <laughs> the invitation was extended to uh, colonize his wife's cheeks. And Yo. I did it for the ancestors. I could hear, I could hear. Oh, it was a I white couple. Hear, I could hear lift every voice and sing. Yo, it, it was a white couple. Every stroke I hear, hold, I hear. Hold on, hold on, hold overcome. on, hold on. It was a white couple. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know what I'm saying? Look, kayaking God. in the milk. Yeah, I was going to say, and and her husband was in the corner. Yes, the ancestors. We're so proud of you that day. I, I heard Kendrick Lamar's King Kunta playing. <laughs> I just we shall, I know you heard we shall overcome and look, we, we shall overcome low sweet chair. <laughs> that nigga looked at that white man and was like, Hey white man, he was like, Yeah, this how you fuck your bitch. No, no, homegirl. Oh, I felt bad because in the at one point, Listen. the homegirl home goes, I never had to. Listen, I'm not going to hold you. obliterated that household. I'm not going to hold you. I absolutely remember this story. I just will make it. I'm going to pretend because, you know, marijuana um, affects your memory and uh, it doesn't. But I just like it when you tell the story uh, over again. It's hilarious. <laughs> Yo, colonized coochie for the ancestors is crazy. Yo, but we did you it. Gotta, you gotta, but we did it. It's Mal- nuts. Malcolm X would have. <laughs> Malcolm X and Martin were over there doing the crip walk when it, oh no, I'm doing it over here. Yo, like this nigga is in the locker room after winning the Super Bowl is fucking crazy, Yo, bro. Wanted to do a press conference after. Yo, doing a beat <laughs> a press conference after you beat some cheeks is fucking great. Uh I got. Mm, I'm gonna say that for later. Uh, I tell you what, hardest I made a girl work for it, but and we gonna get up out of here. Um, she took me on vacation and paid for my tattoo. No, look at him winning. Well, I'm saying, look at the uh, it was amazing. Uh, flew me, flew me out. I mean, she came with her, but I didn't pay for that shit. <laughs> hey, hey, he was getting it. <laughs> Shout out to Courtney. Ha, 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 ha.
And he gonna drop the day. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Nigga, she don't uh, whatever, bro. All right, man. Listen, uh, fellas, is there anything else we need to get to before we get the fuck up out of here? Oh my god, absolute egregiousness. Uh no. Oh, why is it more pop why is it more common for people to root for the failures of others than the success of others? This nigga been waiting to get this shit off. <laughs> nigga's so mad about niggas hating on Dion, which I get. Leave him alone. No, I'm kidding. I, it's I not even it. just him. It's 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 every it's like in general. Oh uh, niggas crabs in a bucket mentality. That's it. Cause they peanut butter and motherfucking jealous. Oh hating God, ass. nigga. Oh God, hating ass haters, bro. You know what I'm saying? Fuck them niggas. Real talk. Uh, that's why they mamas hoes, man. A lot of y'all niggas mamas was hoes. How you think you got here? Straight up, bro. A lot of y'all are showing up with ashy cooch and uh, ashy peen energy. I can't. Y'all are showing up with ashy dick energy, and y'all need to fix it. <laughs> Your mama was a major thought. I can't wait. Some of you until... bitches out there too, Ashy Cooch energy. Yo. It's like when you when you get the dust knocked off <laughs> Yo. your cooch, Yo. it makes that little fairly odd barren sound. I when they grant and wishes. Poof. I will put this nigga in the penalty box right now. I swear to God. OD fucking B. Relax. God, flagrant ass foul, nigga. That's crazy. Uh yeah, no. <laughs> Ashy dick. <laughs> ah, Sloan, where can the people find you, sir? Uh, not in child support court. <laughs> you know, I'm out of here. Child support is a choice. Susie Sloan, 217 on all accounts. Uh, drink water, smoke roof, and wash your ass. Mind your business. Uh, speak up, speak out. Don't let nobody silence you. Uh, uh, if you sit down, they can't take your butt unless you want to give it to them. Uh, fat women love you the best. Uh, cocaine really ain't that bad in moderation. Uh, I had another one, but it'll come back to me. Hey, man, you know, all of those were bangers. Uh, Dre, where can the people find you, sir? You can find me on IG. Dre Connor 48. Oh, oh, my bad, me. my bad, my bad. Fat women love you better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. You can also sure, find sure. me on X uh, underscore Sir Laxalot. And you can find <laughs> me on the tickety of the talkity, uh, Sir Laxalot 48. Uh, uh, also, all things considered, life is what you make it. Make each day better. Also, it costs zero dollars to be petty. And you know how much I love free. Understand, play in traffic, not with Drake, it's probably safer. I swear to God. But we're going to have a good time. Archers won. Life is good. 2023, we only going up. Get with us. How this niggas find so much positivity and then said the most flagrant ass shit? It's fucking nuts. Uh, listen, A on the Shogun, you can find me, uh, on Facebook fan page, uh, and also on Instagram, a.hun.theshogun, uh, and then you can find me on, oh shit, Snapchat, a.hun.theshogun, and X, which, uh, yo, I thought this nigga was about to give off fucking, like, a uh, new porn site name or some shit, um, Twitter, 
You know what I'm saying? A underscore Hun underscore the Shogun. Uh, listen, more than anything, Milk Canal, Milk Forever. Yo, watch out! Make sure uh, that you follow the CDB Network on Instagram or or wait, uh, uh, Twitter X, one of the bitches. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Um, that way you can stay up to date with all the pods that are dropping all throughout the week. Uh, Four Corners Commentary. Uh, Sushio Boys, we got Aim High, we got the Shogun Soccer Sit Down, CDB Podcast. Oh, Jesus. Um, we also have uh, uh, a different angle podcast. I'm trying to fuck it. I feel like Sloan now, bro, like with sponsors. Just with the amount of shows that we got coming out. Uh, fundraisers dropping, um, all types of shit, man. Uh, just make sure you keep in contact with all of us. Keep up to speed. Uh, follow us on TikTok, too. You know what I'm saying? Um, giving terrible fucking uh, responses to one's got to go. And I appreciate all y'all's responses in the comments. You niggas ain't shit, though. Uh, I said what I said. Fuck Kanye. Uh, long live Doom. You know what I'm saying? SpongeBob, let the people know how much we appreciate them. Thank you for your patronage. We love y'all. Uh, this has been 107, uh, the Sucio Boys podcast. Uh, you dig what I'm saying? Bitch, go to therapy, okay? All spread stuff. cheeks, not hate. On that note, you know what I'm saying? Uh, nah, spread a little bit of hate, too. Yeah, fuck them niggas. Oh, yeah! <laughs> we out this bitch.